Hey everyone, if you've been enjoying Straight Talk with Storm, I just want to let you know that this podcast is easily created with quite a friendly learning curve on Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It is also distributed to many, many podcast hosting channels via Anchor. I can't suggest it more. I personally enjoy it. And thanks so much to Exotic Vivian over at T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, G as in Glue podcast, which can also be found via Anchor, Spotify, and all other means. But yeah, Anchor.fm is great for all your podcasting needs. You should get on it. Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who has been thanking me for creating this podcast. Um, Those of you who may not know what you're listening to, although you should, this is Straight Talk with Storm. I'm known in the industry as Seductive Storm, and I have been a companion uh, for 18 years total, although I did retire uh, twice for about a year each time. But overall, I've I've been doing this a long time, and I've made a few interview and podcast rounds this year, and I just felt like there was a need for a podcast that was relatable to everyone. or at least to the online community of sex workers, one that encompassed and welcomed everyone to the table, Uh, not just the elite, not just the upscale, not just the VIP, but even the mid-grade and the the lower bracket, Um, because everyone needs to feel some type of support and education in this thing. And so um, I hope each one of these episodes will be enlightening to you or make you laugh. Some might even make you cry. Some might make you angry as shit with the things I say or the things other people who are on here are saying. But at least we're opening a discussion and hearing each other. So please tune in every episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Straight Talk with Storm. This episode, well, first let me say this. The Amy Taylor episode, and we also have a gent joining in, Dave Looking, Dave's Looking 2, rather, on Twitter, encountered some technical (laughs) difficulties. So me and Amy were able to do most of our part of the interview, and we're going to finish up tomorrow. And then I'm going to do Dave separately on Tuesday because he had issues staying connected with both of us. 
So uh, it'll probably be about another week before I get that episode out to the public. It's going to be a long, extensive episode, but I hope and I do think that both clients and companions will enjoy it. But moving on to tonight's topic. As many of you know, I do web design, assisting, and mentoring. Um, And a, well, one of my fellow podcasters, uh, the gentleman who runs 99 Probs, but a pod ain't one. And you've heard me mention him a few times because he and I chit chat a lot on Twitter. Uh, it's rare, actually, that I chit chat. I matter of fact, almost never other than him chit chat back and forth unless it's a reg client or something that I've actually met before. I'm not someone who really does the whole DMing thing, but um, he was a bit of a fan of my blog. And that's how we came to speak to one another um, because it was an intellectual level conversation about blog topics of mine and then once I started the podcast uh he showed he started his shortly thereafter so um a lot of things we see on Twitter he and I discuss back and forth um but to get to the point uh he told me that he's getting a lot of questions from gentlemen in regard to touring or local ladies and I am as a mentor am getting a lot of questions from the standpoint of should I tour? Will touring help me if business is slow right now where I am? So I'm going to answer the first question for first because I'm a companion, so I can't really answer the gentleman's side of it as well. But what I can tell you is that things are slow. And I would suggest supporting your local ladies if you can. Um, Only because touring has become such an expensive but also not promised thing that a lot of ladies just cannot take the financial risk or burden, burden, sorry, of touring not knowing whether or not there's going to be any financial profitable return on that or not. I've stated on here before that luckily for me, um, I have my other business, which I just mentioned a minute ago, so I'm not going to mention it again. Um, And with that being said, I can go touring and know that my rent and my utilities and my family's needs are still going to be taken care of based off of my other job that I do running my business. Um, Kristen Lickens in Tampa was with me uh, when I went down to Naples close to a year and a half ago. And she was amazed by how well I was taking not booking anyone. Um, For those of you who go out touring, your first couple of tours may not net you anything. They may not be good tours. But don't assume that it's anything you did or that the guys aren't interested. Sometimes it just takes a while for your name to get around in an area and for, you know, word of mouth to spread that you're good, that you're legit. And it just takes a while sometimes to build interest. And also when I went, you know, um, we were probably only, I guess, seven or eight months after FOSTA-SESTA. 
So it was just a touch and go time to go out anyway. But I also wanted to get pics done and I like Florida. So I was like, what the hell? I'm going anyway. But yeah, when I go places, I go places where I know I'm going to have excellent time too. Meaning I go places where I want to sightsee or where there's some restaurant that I've seen on Instagram because I'm quite the foodie or just has a beach because I love any city that has a beach or good shopping. There are usually several reasons and sometimes just that I want to hang out with other providers that I know in that area who I've done services for and we've never actually met. So me profiting on a tour is a plus for me, but my tours are often both business and leisure. So for me, it's different. But if you are a girl, let me give you some advice, especially right now. We are at this moment in time where we are seeing, and I know this from my assistant work and from other girls that I socialize saying that it's happening and it's a weird trend, where people will actually scream and actually pay a deposit and flake when you get to a city. I know myself just from going city to city within Georgia that I had a bunch of regs in Marietta, Georgia. That's Cobb County, Georgia, for you all who aren't familiar. I had a shit ton of regs and I moved about an hour away from them. Now I'm about an hour and 20 minutes away from them. So they would ask me to come over to that side of town and all of them would promise that they were going to see me when I got there. And I would waste hotel money. And go over there. Now keep in mind this isn't a place I want to see. Because <laughs> this is only an hour and a half away from my house. I don't need to go there. So now I've wasted four days worth of hotel. I've had to buy food while I'm over there. Because there's no kitchen like it is at my own home. Things of that nature. And it's just been a complete waste of time and energy. So the same thing applies when you go out on the road. If you cannot afford to lose close to, in most instances, at least $1,000 between the time that you take to pay for transportation, if this is not a fly me to you, because a fly me to you is something totally different, and we'll discuss that. But if it's not a fly me to you, you're losing money on the hotel costs, your food and necessity costs, and your transportation costs, all on what ifs. So you got to figure out is this going to work? Because here's the thing. When we had Craigslist and we had Backpage, regardless of what ladies want to say about those two sites and how they felt about them, and a lot of ladies, for the record, who talk shit about those two sites actually had other personas that they used on those sites with different names and images so that people didn't know it was them and their reputation as whatever level of provider they considered themselves as stayed intact. That's a little trick a lot of us do. Um, and we don't want to tell anyone that we do it, but a lot of the ladies that are very high-end or very upscale mid-level also have a persona that is cheaper for when times get rough that you would never know it was them. So, not going to give all the secrets away, but it happens. But back to the point. Back in though that, back just, you know, two years ago before Fox DeSesta and Backpage, Craigslist, you could go anywhere and make pretty good money because men knew and used those sites the most in most cities you went to. 
Eros was still doing pretty good in most places. And sort of still is. But Eros has made things complicated, you know, by not allowing our website. Now, you can get your website on Eros if you pay for a banner, which is what I'm getting ready to have to do soon. Because um, Eros, to me, for me to invest in it, I need my website linked. It doesn't make sense to me otherwise. But again, it's about expense. If you can't afford to be on sites where you got to pay for ads and you got to figure something else out. And that becomes difficult because there's only a few sites that men are even still familiar with. Then you got to figure out how to use Bitcoin, which is a whole nother nightmare. So there are lots of reasons why I say don't depend on touring to be your savior if things have gotten slow for you and you're not making any money. I would suggest possibly staying where you are, pushing fly me to use, but fly me to you involves a certain type of marketing. You can't just be the girl who doesn't care about her photos. You can't just be the girl who doesn't care about her image and expect for someone to drop the money they're going to invest if they're flying you to them. Now, he can do a fly him to you and that, you know, but still, even for that, his expense and his time and energy, you still got to really market yourself and brand yourself in a way that makes that client feel like you're worth it. And that takes a certain skill set. And there's many of us that can mentor you and help you with that. But, you know, I, as You'll also hear me mention in the Amy Taylor interview. I want to be very clear on something. I have mentored some girls who went on to make huge amounts of money. And I don't mean by being high volume. I mean by getting to a point where their rates were astronomical and they deserved every penny. One of whom actually did um, Playboy Spain, I think. This is a girl from Atlanta because there's a couple of Latina girls who have than Playboy, so I don't want anyone to think I'm claiming credit for anything to do with them. Um, another was ranked very, very highly on TER, and when I first started mentoring her, it was back in 2006, 2007, and she actually lived in Atlanta and was living in the projects with her mom. And... She had a very humble start, but boy, did she get the, 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 the gist of things. And it was wonderful to watch. And often, mentors are never told thank you. And we just watch from the sidelines like proud mothers. We don't reach out. I, don't, I never reached out and said, hey, you didn't tell me thank you. Or, hey, look what I did for you. But... <clears throat> I've still always been proud, even when I've disagreed with them or if we've had a disagreement, I'm still always proud when I see somebody who what I said got through to and they achieved every goal they wanted to. As for me, make no mistake, I could have been a money-making machine, but I chose family and I chose love and I put those things at the first of my totem pole. And then my work after. And sometimes that wasn't always the best decision. But I stayed consistent. Told the line. 
was able to make enough to support my family. Did we have rough times? Of course we did. And during those rough times, once many years ago, before I even moved to Atlanta, I did what a lot of you keep asking the question about. And I bet it all on a tour to New York. And I had only been escorting then about two years. I had been to New York many times for family reasons, but never for that. And the atmosphere was very different. Uh, the cops there were allowed to do anything to make us think, including have sex with you. So within a day of being there, terrified. I mean, I was so terrified to work because of how scary it was um, that it made making money very difficult. So then I went up a few hours into Connecticut. I will just say a totally wasted trip. I put myself and my family in more harm than good. Um, the days of being the new face in a new city and everybody clamoring to you is complicated now because they can't even find your ad half of the time now if they don't know where to look. Trist is sort of catching on but still hasn't caught on the way I'm sure many of us would like for it to. Um, because even though there's a lot of companions on there, the men just still other than a few who are, you know, hobbyists know about it. But if it's the regular guy who may not be a hobbyist, who may not have heard about it, it's it's tough. They don't know. Um, I've gotten a couple of good guys off of Twitter, um, but they only knew to find any of us on Twitter because they found in a Reddit group how to find us. Um, I wish Reddit would allow us to to actually advertise in the sex work forums we talk in on there with the redditor rooms because there's a good amount of clients there but we're just not allowed to place ads there i really wish they would change that but they're trying to cover their ass but i still feel like advertising time as long as you don't allow certain posts to go up should be fine and they shouldn't have a fear of allowing that but they do um so what i'm trying to say to you is the methods of advertising and how it relates to whether or not men will actually find you when you go to a city to tour make it very difficult to make that risk. I suggest you have a second job of some type or another means of income, even if it's just an exclusive suitor or a sugar daddy who is contributing money to you to make sure that your bills and financial situation are not hurt should you decide to go out and tour. Because touring is iffy as shit right now. It, it really is. I would even say start out with just a small tour, maybe your same state, but a different city and see how it goes before you jump both feet into the pond and go into the wild yonder, not knowing if you're going to make any money. Don't get me wrong. Touring's fun. It's nothing like, I don't know why it feels so much better to dress up and go out to dinner in a new city than in your own but it always does it's like a rush it's a wonderful thing and you get to take these great pics and you feel like everything's going great 
until you find yourself sitting there waiting for the phone to ring and realizing that you spent most of your rent money and your bill money because you bet it all on making double what you would on the road. See, drug dealers do a thing, and I've dated a few when I was younger, do this thing called flipping money. And so hustling is hustling, and every hustler thinks they can flip their money. They think, or just like some people flip houses, you think you can invest and you're going to double or triple or even quadruple your return. Problem is, if you are barely making it as it is, and you bet all of your monthly budget on touring, hoping that you're going to double or come home with triple, and you don't, then what? So y'all got to think that over because it doesn't always go the way we want it to go. And there are certain cities where touring only works for certain looks and certain groups of people. And I hate that it's that way, but it's true. Certain markets have certain tastes and it's good if you can investigate all of that before you go. I say to place feeler ads and get a feel for if it's going to be worth it and start pre-booking at least three weeks in advance of when you're arriving somewhere. Um, I know a lot of girls like to wait and do that last minute ad and that's what we used to do. But like I said, unless you can't afford to lose money, I don't suggest doing it that way anymore. Place feeler ads out at least three weeks in advance to get an idea of if it's even going to be worth your time and collect deposits. Another thing you can do is you can try to have someone sponsor your tour. Lots of us have different means of offering that on our website. Um, for me, what I do is if they want to sponsor my tour, I ask them to cover all three to four days of my hotel stay. And in exchange, each on each of those days, I carve out a certain amount of time for them that's reasonable. So probably maybe I'll give them four two-hour dates in exchange for covering all of my hotel fees and possibly food for the four days that I am in a, in a city if they really, really want me to come that badly. Um, that's how I do my, how I offer sponsor my tour. But for everybody, the way they offer that package is going to be different. You got to do it the way that works for you. <clears throat> now, a lot of girls stop touring and now only offer fly me to you. But like I said, you got to be serious about your marketing. You got to be serious about your branding if you want men to take you up on that. Because that's a real investment for a client. And he's not going to offer that to somebody that looks unprofessional, acts unprofessional, and looks like she's just going to be the most unclassy thing he's ever had come to him. They won't book it. They won't book it. And they're very selective on Fly Me to You. They are. Um, years ago, I didn't do a Fly Me to You. Um, I think I caught the train. I used to have a, a client who was very, very special to me. Um, we had a bit of a, a regular business relationship, if you will, um, he had a wife, but they had an understanding. Um, and he had three of us that were his faves. Um, and he died two years ago from cancer. I guess it's almost been three years now. But from day one, he always treated me 
very much like a friend and very much like a princess. And I would go and I would spend a week with him when he went. And he lived in Georgia, but he traveled all around the world because he was a recruiter and a business exec for a couple of Fortune 500 companies. Very good paying job. Um, Just a great older white gentleman. And he would have me come see him and stay with him for the whole week when he had meetings in D.C. He would have me come up from Georgia. We would plan it. And so, and I used to do a lot of overnights as well. Um, You know, but again, these things were pre-FOSTA, pre-SESTA. But um, to the gentlemen who are listening, um, yes, I'm I'm very used to overnights, um, multi-hour dates, uh, dinner dates, and week getaways it just you need to you need to be able to cover my fees and pay me what I feel well not what I feel like I'm worth because I'm priceless but what I feel is fair and reasonable for what I'm worth but yeah um so ladies before I get to talking to the gents the most important thing in this is do your research on an area before you go Figure out what your overhead costs are going to be and figure out, can you afford to lose that money if no one comes? Um, Can you afford to just turn it into a mini vacation if no one comes? Because that's how I say you're going to have to cheat it to not lose your sanity. Um, But yeah, at least three weeks in advance, try to get your pre-books and stuff set up if you can. Gentlemen, if you're going to be someone who wants to see touring ladies, Please treat those twin ladies with respect after I just got done explaining all of what goes into it and the money they stand to lose. Don't be a window shopper and see every new and shiny toy, as we'll call them, although none of us are toys. But I'm just talking to you all because I think this is how some of you think and talk to each other. Do not play with her. Do not email and call and text and ask and beg someone to come to your area if you know you can't afford them. Do not call, text, and bother someone to come to your area if you know you're not going to scream. Do not beg, harass, text, and email someone begging them, promising them that you'll see them and not give them a deposit. Be a gentleman. Remember, maybe she couldn't even afford to come, but she's taking the risk and the leap of faith in coming. Don't take advantage of people. And don't play games with people. This is our job. I know it's fun, hopefully for both sides, but it's definitely her job. It's her profession. It's how she takes care of herself and makes her living or how the trans person takes care of themselves and makes their living. Regardless of the gender here, we're doing this to make a living. It's our business. Please treat it as such. Remember to treat touring ladies with a special courtesy because, again, they're taking a financial risk and a leap of faith and a safety risk, too. None of us are comfortable out of our own environment or city that we're used to and know how the police work in and know things about where we have a certain amount of comfort and safety as long as we're screening. Once we come out of what we're used to, 
anxiety sets in. So try to make it easy for us if we are going to tour your area. Don't waste our time. Support the ladies who are in your area, who, are, who you want to see and have an interest in. Don't always throw the local girl aside every time you see the new girl on the site. Um, I think it's good to help and support as many of us as you can, you know, um, but don't overlook, don't be the guy who won't see any of the local girls because if enough guys become like that, if enough guys are just waiting for touring ladies, you're going to drive the girls in your area into not even working anymore or they're just going to start touring too. And the touring thing, like I said, can be a vicious cycle because half of them cannot afford it. Right now, the way things have been slow and with the laws and with men not even knowing where to find girls, it is very difficult for some girls. Some girls don't have another skill set like me and some others do where we can still make a living. They, they literally rely solely upon sex work. So support them. You know the way we say support local business, support black business. Support your local sex workers. I'm not telling you not to see touring girls because like I said, I get out of here once in a while. I don't even really advertise anymore locally in Georgia. I do just to kind of keep my SEO going, but I'm not really that involved in the prospect of meeting Atlanta gentlemen because I feel as though most of them, most of them who are into my type of mature companion with a little fluff, don't understand what the rate should be here in Atlanta because so many girls offer a rate that is below what mine is. So for me, it makes more sense for me to advertise in cities where my brand and my rate structure fits in better. And especially since they're cities I want to see anyway. It works out for me because the cities where I'm the most marketable are also the cities that I love visiting the most. But again... I can afford to have it not go great every time I go out. Knock on wood. I hope I can continue to say that because things have gotten so slow that things have gotten slow for me, even with web design and assistant work. But I'm hoping for an uptick because my birthday is coming, people. I will be 50 in April, but I'm not even going to really celebrate it until June in a big way. I'm going to do a little something in April. But I'm trying to make my money now for June because my birthday is also going to be the family trip that a lot of you who follow me know I take every year with my family, normally in August. But this year, I'm going to do birthday and family trip at the same time because, like I said, I got to conserve a little money now, too. So we're not going to do two big things in the summer this year. So if any of you all listening... Personal plug, need web design or assistant work, social media marketing, mentorship, whatever it is, contact me because I do need the work because I want to have an awesome birthday and I also want my kids to have an awesome trip with me for my birthday. But gentlemen and ladies, the whole point of this little speech tonight is men support local ladies too because they need you right now. Like, they need you. 
They're the girls who've been there the whole time holding y'all down before everybody became touring Nancy. They're the girls who will be there holding you down when enough girls figure out that touring is a financial risk and that they can't afford to just be running around doing it. Um, it's a shame to see local girls losing their houses and not being able to feed their kids because everybody's worrying about giving all their money to the touring girl who evidently has enough money to tour. Um, like I said, some touring girls are touring because they're trying to handle an eviction too and feed their kids. But I'm going to tell you, as someone who did that once, it's not good usually. And if you don't make anything, you come back and you're definitely losing your place. And you don't have any money for your family who you want it to take to make money for because you took the money and risked it and bet it on a if or coulda, woulda, shoulda tour that may not turn out the way you want. Touring is for people who can afford to do it. Stop trying to fit in with the Joneses, girls. If y'all can't afford to tour, don't don't be part of the monkey see, monkey do club. I'm telling you, only tour when you can afford to. And when you cannot afford to, step your branding and marketing up so that you can get a fly me to you date or, or ask someone to sponsor your tour. Don't start texting and emailing people, and that's not what I mean by ask someone. I mean suggest it in a Twitter post or put it as a package on your website. Do it in a professional manner so that you don't look unprofessional and needy. But, yes, it is okay to ask for a sponsored tour. But, again, it's got to seem to be worth it to the the people who you want to try to take advantage of it. On. So, with that being said, these are my thoughts on touring, to tour or not to tour. That is the question. And I hope that I answered it for you. If you're not already doing so, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SSPodcast1. I'm going to get some sleep because I need to finish interviewing Amy in the morning. And I'm not a morning person. And um, I have some admin stuff to do tomorrow, too, podcast-wise. And some things to get ready for for the rest of the week with my assistant jobs and things of that nature. So, good night to you all. Um, Like I said, that Amy Taylor and Dave's Looking To episode, along with yours truly, probably go up in a week, week and a half. Until then, I hope you've been enjoying listening to my other podcast episodes. And please remember to go to the site for the podcast, straighttalkwithstorm.com. And if you'd like to be a guest and you have an interesting story or topic, complete the form there on the apply to be a guest page. Good night. Much love.